Welcome, everyone, to Capero Americano. I'm your host, Christian Capero, and I'm joined with my father, as usual. Hi. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. All you thousands and thousands of adoring fans. Oh, yeah, like three or four. Yeah. So, how you been, Pop? Uh, good. It was a good day. I had a bad day yesterday. So, today, much better. I'm, I'm I'm feeling feeling a lot better about uh, life in general, <laughs> but no, most I'm... mostly about my work though. So yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about what happened yesterday, or do you just want to talk about your good day today? Uh, well, I, I don't mind talking about it. So I'm in sales, and sometimes things don't always go your way. And I thought I lost a client because um, I couldn't give them what they wanted. And uh, but I had a, a more in depth conversation with them this morning and, and found out we weren't all on the same page. And, and I think uh, it was a good lesson for me to learn today that when when I find uh, when I find that things don't add up, that I'm not asking the right questions. So at about 530 this morning, when I do my best, my eyes popped open and all the right questions popped into my head. And then I took them to work with me and called that person and we talked for close to an hour and I posited those right questions to them and we came up with better answers. And so I saved my client and saved me and now all is well with the world. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. I'm still learning lessons. So, you know, that's a good thing. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> it would be better if I was pushing 50 and already knew all the answers, but I just don't think it works that way. Is it not? Well, that's a good preview for my future. It yeah, so, but I'm not saying it doesn't ever get better. I'm just saying you never stop learning if you don't want to. Oh, man, I'm learning now. Well, I'm yes, you are. Yeah. For those that don't know, I'm currently going through the... Uh, process of becoming an electrician currently an apprentice a very electrifying job a very <laughs> it's exhilarating come on mine was better electrifying i knew what you meant i knew what you meant i just didn't have a good one ready to go come on that's good stuff we don't make jokes about it you know <laughs> that shit's serious <laughs> like you can die <laughs> this is true I, 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 when I was back in the army and just learning that stuff, I saw a few guys get shocked. So, and I know you've already had one shock since you started learning. So, I've been shocked twice. Twice? You, yeah, what funny. the heck? You need to be more careful. Respect I am electricity. More. I've been. That was closer to like my first two weeks. It's been a while. I've I've been very careful. I wear gloves most times. Um, work. When I'm working with low voltage, uh, it's usually not a big deal. Obviously, you've worked with low voltage before. Yep, low voltage, high voltage, low amps, high amps, you name it. Let's not get into nitty gritty. I don't think anyone tuned in We're to working. learn about the nature of electricity and whatnot. Yeah. Suffice it to say, re always respect electricity. So... There you go with your puff stick. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, 
it's kind of cool now because I'm learning about watts and ohms and voltage and resistance. I, and re well, yes, ohms is resistance. But it's just kind of cool because mine has a little display uh, screen, LCD screen, tells me what voltage I'm going, what the what the ohms are, and everything. I can adjust the resistance, and I can adjust the because of course I'm wanting to heat the coil. I'm not trying to run the current through it necessarily. I'm, I'm wanting to uh, wanting to heat it up, and it's a rebuildable. So it's. I don't, do you still use the? Do you like just get Dude, new? Uh, I'm I'm totally disposable. You're not. I, they are disposable or no? Mine are. Yeah, I'm not yeah. goofing around with all that extra stuff. I buy the. I buy them, I use them for two or three weeks. Once they start to have that little burnt smell, I toss them. In case anyone doesn't know uh, what we're talking about, it's electronic cigarettes. Yeah. I don't smoke anymore. But I still do that because I sure do like the feel of smoking. You've been doing it for like five or ten years, right? Uh, seven or eight years. I, I hopped on the train right at the beginning. Actually, if I'd have stayed in it, I was selling them at first. I'd be rich. But <laughs> about six months before they got popular, uh, I stopped selling them. And then all of a sudden, because I couldn't give them away, for crying out loud. I had a little booth at the mall. and Everyone looked at me like I was crazy. No, we should have got in with Amazon. That's probably what you should have done. Oh, no. At the time, Amazon wouldn't let you sell them. Oh yeah, that was the thing, right? Yeah, they would. Yeah, like... I did. I got I got on Amazon for like two days and and sold a ton in two days. Uh, I was probably my location, Oklahoma was not on the cusp of uh, innovation. <laughs> yeah, Texas, it's a lot bigger. That well, and that's where I sold. Um, I sold off all my in inventory to some guy down in Texas. So he's probably rich. Oh yeah, off my stuff. It's a, yeah, it was it's a big good. industry, but it's good. not even like a big deal um, for for those that are curious about the whole process. When you're talking about rebuildables versus disposables, I mean, I, I can use this coil for one to two months, just depending on how well I take care of it. If I maintain it, I bought cotton that I can restring through the coil if I want to. But you can. I also live adjacent to a really nice vape shop where I get all my my stuff, artisan vapor. They uh, they'll. They'll change the cotton for you. You got to you have to buy something though, because you have to have a daily membership to do this. Certain uh -huh. regulations. Okay. Well, you know, it's kind of topical when you think about it, though, because there's been an epidemic of uh, teens vaping. Apparently, the FDA is getting involved. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think they should. You know, it, it should be regulated like cigarettes. I mean, you know, if she got it, should have to be at least eighteen, and would be my thought process to purchase it legally. Oh yeah, eighteen is still teen. I guess yeah, I, I got no problem with that. I don't know. I've, I've tried. Have you tried the Jewel? That's the big one right now. Oh, uh, the real fancy one. It's not fancy. I, I think it's like fifteen bucks, probably. It's a, oh, it's one of those. It's like you use it for a while, you throw it away. It's like blue, or they have a couple different ones at gas stations, but this one uses like nicotine salts or something like that. Yeah, I've <laughs> even seen that salts. I didn't even know that was a thing. No, I uh, I started out with Joytech, and I've just, as they've gotten better and better over the years, I've pretty much stuck with them. Uh, they have a good product, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Joytech's still around. I'm currently using Smock, which is a pretty popular brand. Yep, I've seen that one too. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, it's like anything. You what you get used to, whatever it is. Yeah. I like I like Joytech cuz uh, I I can it's pretty easy to to watch uh, watch them go from what they were to what they are now in terms of the quality of what they're putting out mm-hmm. or not necessarily quality uh, just the the advancements in it. Oh yeah. And they're always pretty close to, you know, the top of the line. And for me, I, you know, I'm looking for that real cigarette feel. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what they got. And they're, you know, they're never, like, super expensive. And they're not super cheap. And if you buy them from a reputable dealer, you, you're you pretty much going to get, you know, the genuine article. So I'm happy. Do you feel like you saved money? Because that, that was one of the big pushing points, I think, when it first came out. I was like, this will not only stop you from smoking, but it'll save you money because it's cheaper than smoking. Oh heck yeah! It's a ton cheaper than smoking, especially here in Chicago. It's ten bucks for a pack of cigarettes down here. Oh wow! Yeah, it's insane. It's like airport prices or something. Yeah, people, uh, people. Uh, well, I mean, lots of people buy their cigarettes here, but uh, a lot of people, you know, they'll like go out to the suburbs where it's you know five or six bucks instead of ten dollars. So that's that's what I've heard from the people that smoke. Uh, for the most part, you know, it's it's losing. It's, uh, you don't see a whole lot of smokers anymore, which is, you know, probably a real good thing, except for, you know, people in the tobacco industry. Um, I didn't like it. It, it, To me, at at the time, it really wasn't about the expense. I mean, that was, it was a nice perk. For me, it was just, um, you know, being able to breathe and, and circulation and, you know, I was getting older. Yeah. Well, you used to dip too, didn't you? Yeah. I quit dipping when uh, my good buddy, who's a dentist, Dr. Perry, told me uh, knock it off. He could see signs of bad things happening to my mouth, and if I had to stop soon, I was going to be in trouble. Yeah, but he dips too. Yeah, you know, I don't know that he does anymore at all, period. Uh, oh, yeah. And he, and he might have at the time, but it wasn't like an all-the-time thing. Man, you talk about a disciplined guy. Yeah, uh, I, I think he was, just, he was just one of those guys that, you know, yeah, okay, I, I'm going to go fishing, so I will dip today. But tomorrow I'm going to be at work, so I won't dip. And I was never that kind of guy. I'm kind of a slave to my addictions. Um, when he decided to start working out and, you know, get beefed up, I mean, he's he's a good six or seven years older than I am. Hey, Bob? He's, yeah. Now you cut out. Oh, sorry. I can't hear you. I'm going to call you back. And we're back. Cool. What was the last thing you heard me say? Saying, I was going to ask you, do you, would you feel that you have an addictive personality? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I just, I don't I'm that I'm that type of person. I like I like to smoke or I like to dip, and so instead of just quitting and not doing either, I found a safer alternative that kind of got me close to it. Um, I'm I have an addictive personality for things that are not really great for me, and not so much for things that are good for me. Never <laughs> could never could get into exercising all that much, though. I've been pretty good about it lately. Yeah. What have you been doing? Um, pretty much yoga every 
morning, like this little 20 minutes of yoga. And then I've been really good lately about playing my drums for a half an hour or so at night. So unless something really weird comes up. Yeah, man, I'm, I've been really wanting to play my drums lately, but I can never seem to find the time. Uh, yeah, it's like anything, you know. It's it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I know you love to play the drums and so it's hard for me to imagine you not uh, you know, setting aside a half an hour. But it's also understandable too. I know you got a lot going on. Yeah, like today I was just trying to get caught up on cleaning up around the house cuz you know, we're going to be moving soon. Trying to get things together. Yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about what's going on so we're trying to renovate this room uh, but we got to clear it out first so we're trying to rent one of those large dumpsters oh really yeah a lot of stuff cool yeah so it's gonna be i think it's gonna be like 20 yards long 20 yards or maybe it's 20 feet <laughs> yards is one yard is three feet so that's 60 feet long yeah, that'd be a bit long. They'd be going out into the street. Nah, it's 20 feet. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Slip of the tongue. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to get one of those. And then we're just going to knock it out all in one weekend. The, the demolition part of it? Uh, yeah, there might be some demo. Definitely. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I, what would the trash can or the big trash can be for if you weren't doing a big demo? Uh, we just need to throw out stuff. There's just like boxes of paper oh. <laughs> just garden variety trash huh just just you know stuff that's you know been in storage didn't really know what to do with it Pro possibly some old furniture old uh toys clothes you know just like stuff that you you never really get around to throwing away but needs to be thrown away yeah oh i understand though i don't have that anymore we we did that when we downsized and got rid of the rockford house so yeah yeah, and I'm, I'm, we're trying to make a lot of stuff together because I have, I've updated my shoes a bit, so I could probably get rid of a couple of my old tennis shoes that I've been keeping for no particular reason, or use those for the demo, probably. <laughs> Got a little bit oh, of uh, grandma Bridget in you, do you? <laughs> I, yeah, a little bit. I got a, I got a little bit of a, well, you know, I might need this later sort of mentality. I have this stuff to wash my car, but I don't have a hose. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to it was in front of the house and uh, you know it'd been there for like 20 years uh, it filled up with probably mud I'm gonna have to replace it it filled up with what I don't know just it had been sitting out there never been coiled up not attached to the hose so who knows wasn't able to get water <laughs> through it okay kind of useless at that point that's probably that's probably going to go in the dumpster. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Might be time for a new one. Yeah, definitely. No, there's a there's a lot of things that that's got to get done in, in a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. One step at a time. Moving oh, yeah. stressful enough. Yeah, we got to get all the stuff out, and and then I can't help but think ahead though, because like once we get everything out, then we can actually get started on. We got to build a wall. We're going to build this, uh, we're going to extend out this pantry, make it a walk-in pantry. And then we're going to 
build a wall for a new bedroom and we're going to put we got to put new flooring in the bedroom and we got to put new flooring in the hallway in the kitchen probably the living room as well we're probably going to do this like uh, uh, uh it's like plank vinyl veneer yeah looks like wood looks right like really realistic looks nice Okay. And it snaps together so you don't have to use any uh, adhesive. So it's a floating floor. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gives you the option if you want to. You can put down something if you want it to be whatever. But it's already it's already concrete. So we can just in between it if we want to insulate it. Well, you have to, yeah, you're going to have to put the vapor barrier thing on a concrete floor. Because otherwise, you'll because concrete's not as flat as it tends to look. That's why they sell that. Uh, oh, it's just a real thin, like plastic. It's maybe a an eighth of an inch thick. Oh yeah. And, and so that you, you know, when you're walking on it, it doesn't you know slap, slap, slap. <laughs> oh yeah, slap into the concrete. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, I figured we were gonna have to lay something down in between. Yeah, they have something very specific for that, made just for it. It's not not expensive at all. Okay, fine. cool, perfect. Yeah. yeah, don't just yeah don't just lay it over the concrete. You, you definitely need to put the barrier in there. No, no, no. Okay, very good. No, but I'm surprised you haven't thing. googled this to to find this out. Yeah, I uh, you know I've been doing a little bit of research, looking into different things, different types of material. You know, some people. There's probably 20 guys on Netflix that have made a video of it and show you exactly how to do it. Well, maybe not Netflix, but YouTube, probably. Oh yeah, YouTube. That's what I meant. (laughs) Although Netflix does have some pretty neat uh, shows that uh, show some very unique houses. I I saw this one where this lady had her house built with recycled airplane wings for the roof. Oh, cool. Yeah. All kinds of neat stuff. No, but uh, I wanted to get into our, our main topic tonight because we did something pretty serious last week. I thought we could talk about something a little less serious. Okay. You don't so, want to talk about uh, Judge Kavanaugh's testimony today? Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> could, we, could, we could save that for the end or we could talk about it now. What, what <laughs> no. If you don't want to get serious, I, I just assume we leave it alone. I, I, I would imagine that uh, I didn't see much of it. I just heard what other people were saying and I saw that man cry. I saw that man cry on television, live television. He cried? Yeah, oh yeah, he cried. Oh. I he thought he was... Up. Oh, yeah. Choked up talking about his dad, and then he was, like, talking about all his female friends, and he was getting choked up about that. Like, yeah. That man, it was a grown man crying on television. I don't I don't know what to believe, though. I, I just don't know anymore. Yeah. I don't know either. Maybe they should investigate it. I don't well, know. didn't he have to get investigated by the FBI when he became a judge, though? That was something that he said in his testimony. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, I yeah, they have background checks. They, you know, even like, so I got my security clearance when I was in the Army. Yeah. And the FBI was supposed to do a background check on me. You know, they might call a couple of your friends, call a couple of your family members. You know, and, and who's going to get on the phone and go, yeah, oh, I know him. That's my son. He's a piece of shit. 
<laughs> just didn't give him a security clearance. You know, everyone's like, oh, no, he's fine. And I think, you know, that's kind of how security clearances are, you know, depending on what you're going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming the guys that get the missile keys probably it might be a little more in depth. But, you know, beyond that, yeah, I mean, they're just checking around. It's pretty perfunctory, uh, kind of on the background check for the most part. You know, unless they know of something, and if you know, if no one says anything, then how do they know what to go look for? Right. So they had one lady that testified today. Yeah. She was the first one that came forward, and then apparently there has been a second and a third one. And I was reading yeah. something about how they were trying to rush it through when, when they already they heard about the second one, but it hadn't really became super public yet. I don't know what to believe anymore. It's just it's crazy. Why? Why so much controversy? Uh, well, I think with the Me Too movement, I think people are like, you know, if you're getting, Supreme Court justices are, you know, once they're appointed, they serve until they decide they want to quit. They cannot be fired. And I think everyone would all feel a lot more comfortable if, if every one of those people on the Supreme Court was at least honorable, uh, even if we don't, you know, maybe like their decisions, we would hope that they make all their decisions for at least for them, for what their moral compass tells them to say. But from the get-go, we want them to have a moral compass. And it, it seems an awful lot like Mr. Kavanaugh or Judge Kavanaugh or whatever is, um, has got some things in his past that you know, I don't think necessarily make him the ideal candidate to, to be a judge. And I don't even care about the women. I'm more concerned about with um, some of the things that happened with him in the Reagan White House and with the files that were stolen from the Democrats and his denial of knowing that they were stolen and some other things, too. So, I mean, for me, I just you know, pick somebody else. Well, you can't just say you don't care about the women. I mean, that has to be a part of it, right? Well, I, I do care. I just generally where there's smoke, there's fire. Um, yeah, it's, oh. but it's also, you know, it's, man, that's a sticky wicket there, you know, and it's, I think they should be given the benefit of the doubt, but I guess, you know, at this point, it is really a he said, she said, and until, somebody investigates it which apparently no one's willing to really do then it's you know it's hard for me to say you know i i it's not beyond the realm of, of possibility that the democrats would really practically do anything to um delay this nomination until november because if they were somehow to get a hold of the senate then you know then they could filibuster his nomination for till uh, uh, Donald Trump is out of office or, God forbid, reelected. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what they're going to do anymore with with nominating judges because they've got the system so screwed up. They 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 blown so many of the the norms in the Senate for, you know, what used to be 
normal business. I mean, it's always been a little crazy and a little gridlocked, but now we're in just weird territory. Yeah, when it's, and it's televised too, so the fucking world can see all the dysfunction that's going on right now. It's crazy. Yeah. I had a good laugh the other day with the members of the UN audience. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> they laughed. Made me laugh. Everyone had a good laugh. Everybody had a good fucking laugh. And it was intended. That's what he said. He intended them to laugh. He wanted them to. No, I, I believe at the time he said, well, I wasn't expecting a laugh there, but okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. that's what he said at the time. Apparently later he came back and said, oh, yeah, I was meaning to be funny. Okay, sure. Whatever. I don't think he was meaning to be funny at all. He's a buffoon. Sorry. So, I mean, I'm, it's, it's just not, it's just hard because he, he said that because of Obama and his presidency that the world was laughing at us. And people are laughing at us. And it's right in front of his face. It's almost like he can't see it. He, he cannot see it. Or he chooses not to. I don't know. All right. This was supposed to be a light conversation. And now we're alienating Trump people that are listening to our show and making them feel bad and, and, and being very elitist, which, you know. All right. Well, not, let, not my intention. Let's bring it back. So uh, let, me, okay. let me try to loop it what back. What was it that so, you wanted to talk about that was lighter than here. what we just got off into? So I know that Eminem had beef with Trump at one point during his election, and now Eminem's got beef with Machine Gun Kelly. Wow, that's terrible. Except I don't know who the fuck Machine Gun Kelly is. Yeah, there's a fucking reason, because he doesn't even write his own shit. Who? This guy, this, this guy he's a rapper. He's a, he's a white rapper. I don't know where I know who from. Eminem is. No, I'm talking about Machine Gun Kelly. He is also oh, okay, a okay. rapper. Thank you. All right. Have you got to fill me in on this stuff. I'm, you know. To me, he came out of nowhere. I don't know how many albums he has. I honestly don't know who the fuck he is, but he called out Eminem because I guess Eminem at some point, like maybe in 2012, dropped his name in one of his albums. And he came out with this rap, and it's called Rap Devil as a, a parody of Eminem's Rap God that came out not too long ago. And he was just, he was just dissing on Eminem, brought a, uh, brought Haley into it. I mean, you don't do that. <laughs> Eminem takes that real personal. So he came out with a diss track <laughs> right back at him. And it's good. It's so good. Sounds like awesome marketing to me. Oh, it's great marketing. It's great. I don't, but I don't have to pay to listen to it. I just use uh, YouTube. It's great. No, it's true. Somebody's paying. Somebody's paying for it. I don't know. But it's great stuff. I don't know. I've always liked Eminem for some reason. Because his music's good. It's I good. like Eminem. Yeah. I mean, not all of it, but a good portion of it I do like. There's some of his... There's some Dude, of his stuff I don't really like. Yeah, it's, it's some, when he was Slim Shady, that, that shit was funny. Not all yeah. of it, but a lot of it was. He had a yeah. couple songs that were kind of crazy. But yeah, it was good stuff. I mean, I, I was listening to uh, Encore earlier because that was the first album that I was introduced to. I liked it. Yeah, I have no idea what album he does. I've just, I know I've heard several songs that I like that are funny. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, not, not all of them because they were funny. Uh, that one where he's, uh, he sings with that other lady about um, domestic abuse and burning down the house with her and, and all that. I mean, that's not a funny song at all. It is a good song. Though. Oh, yeah. I think that was like, was it Liana, maybe? I think. No, it was somebody famous and pretty that can sing good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like his stuff. I, I, I think it's well thought out. He's obviously a very intelligent person. And so I think this other guy was trying to make money off of Eminem by doing a diss track. Because he knew that if he did these certain things, it was going to, you know, instigate something. Because this sure. isn't the first time that a rapper has, like, called out Eminem's daughter on his song. And Eminem's wrote a song about it. And wrote a song about him writing a song about it. <laughs> Because I mean, it's a it's a narration of his life. It's uh, I mean, it's literally poetry. Um, uh, I mean, I like it. I mean, people are into different rap now. I mean, there's different kind of stuff. They have you have a lot of these rappers right now that mumble rap, and I'm not even I'm not even calling anybody out right now because I can't. Rap. Sounds like it. I'm just saying, like I can't rap, but uh, but if you <laughs> are going to rap, there are some people that have already done it really well and they've already set the bar, and I feel like there's a lot of people that aren't really. They're they're relying on a lot of gimmicks that the new technology age is allowing. You know, almost anybody can create a pretty decent uh, beat now that we have a lot of the new technology with synthesizers and different loops and stuff. I mean, there's been this growing market for uh, festival music and electronic music from all around the world. It, it's it's causing an impact where you have a, a lot of producers the, the internet has completely opened up the avenue for anybody can become a star if, if you have the, the right marketing and you can you know you can provide and and get on the major networks i mean you can if you're around long enough and your, your stuff is good enough i mean you can you can find somebody that's going to want to purchase your uh prop itunes is obviously the easiest avenue if you're trying to reach people who have Apple, but I mean, there's Android too. I mean, there's a lot of different avenues you can go across. Yes. I don't know. SoundCloud, I think, is like the big thing now, but I don't, I don't mess with that. I don't know. I figure I'm pretty fancy right now. I do a podcast every week with my son. <laughs> I think it makes me pretty hip. We are. We're cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I might need a refill. I know I need one. Okay, well, let's let's pause real quick. I can edit this out. Okay. Cool. All right, so we're back. Yeah. Oh, I did find a new vodka. For uh, can we? Oh, I guess I shouldn't talk about products. Oh no. Without. Oh, why paid. not? I mean, we could get paid. If we mention them, maybe they'll talk to us. Okay. So, um, well, then I'll I'll just make. I'll make one person happy and one person mad. So Carrie and I, uh, we drink sky, we drank sky vodka for the longest time. Cause it's really good vodka at a, at a decent price. Now, you know, would I rather have a uh, gray goose? Absolutely. And I keep a bottle on hand for martinis. Um, but for the most part, you know, sky is pretty good. About 20 bucks for a big bottle. Oh yeah. Uh, well, the little CVS was out. Mariano's was out. And I wasn't going to go crazy and go get something else. So I found a British vodka called, I think it's called Vox, V-O-X. 
I could okay. be wrong about that. Uh, like 16, 17 bucks a bottle. So two or three dollars less than the, than the Sky Vodka. And uh, it's like distilled seven times. And it says, you know, premium British vodka. It's great. It's cheaper. Huh. Got no problem with it. So I've switched brands. Okay. You know, anyway. sometimes it happens like that. I don't even know if Sky Vodka is American or not. So huh? I was just thinking about which country they're imported from. Oh, uh, ooh. Mm. Oh, I know, like, Grey Goose is from Sweden. Um, I think Sky is just, like, American, I think. But I'm not positive. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter. They're all bottled here. Can't so. believe you're, you're not buying American. It's crazy. No, I'm kidding. Hey. <laughs> Some, you know, hey, the British are allies of ours, and, and uh, you know, I think that they should be supported. Oh yeah, they're supportive. I mean, hey, they're they're taking on all of the Harley Davidson production, so we can have yeah. bikes. <laughs> the British need their motorcycles too. This whole oh, tariff yeah. thing is getting crazy. So uh, yeah, I, prices are going up all over the place. Um, Cisco, which is a huge um, networking, well, actually they they got their hands into everything now. Um, you might not have heard of them, but anyone that's in the IT industry or anything like that, I mean, the basic saying goes, you don't get fired for, for buying Cisco. It's expensive as hell. It's out of Palo Alto, California. They announced last week they were raising their prices pretty much on everything that they sell uh, that's manufactured in China and then sent over here, which is almost everything they have, uh, except for their stuff they sell to the government. Ten uh, percent increase across board. HP, uh, Hewlett Packard, uh, they're raising their prices. Uh, they didn't give a percentage, but they were raising. Uh, it's a pretty good, pretty good price hike, and they basically just came out and said yeah, that we're raising it because of the tariffs. Hmm. So, do you think who do you think has more beef, Trump and all of his allies that he's uh, in a trade war with, or Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly? Ooh, I don't know. Probably, uh, probably pretty even. <laughs> One means absolutely nothing. The other has an impact on the global economy. You know. Well, I suppose that's true. <laughs> but you know, those rappers—they like to shoot them each other when they're pissing each other off. I mean, we we, we laugh and sit back and go, "Ah, it's marketing and blah blah blah," but. I don't know. Then they like, I don't know who the hell Tupac is or Tupac, but Tupac. I know he got shot and there was a Mr. Biggie and I don't know, some other, you know, the East Coast, West Coast shit. <laughs> Those guys like actually shot each other over that stuff. Silly. And the I mean, to, them, probably, it, to them, it probably wasn't, but to me, it sure sounded it. So. I mean, it was pretty serious back in the day. I don't know. Rap games changed. Like I said, there's a lot of new, there's a lot of different players now because of the internet. There's a lot of different things that have happened. Rap, it's it's almost unrecognizable. It's just different. I don't know. It, it could be better. I mean, who am I to say? Uh, I'm, That's right. Exactly. I'm who not even like a big proponent of rap. Not really. Skinny white guy that plays the drums. Yeah. <laughs> But if you want a good beat in a rap, that's rap, man. You gotta have a good beat. Well, yeah, and the way they do that is they 
mix all the good songs that real drummers made back in the day, and then they add a bunch of crap to it. No, I, I like rap because sometimes the cadence that they choose to um, rhyme is almost like making a beat. It's really cool figuring out like how they're because like they put emphasis on different words, especially if they're just trying to. Yeah, I don't have a specific example right now, but I've, I've always enjoyed that part of it because I feel like it takes a little bit extra effort to do that it's, compared to. William Shakespeare, like he he wrote all his stuff in iambic pentameter. It had a certain rhythm to it, all of it. And that's pretty difficult to do. Yeah. And so uh, someone that takes the extra care to actually make their shit rhyme, it's, it's nice. Makes you feel like they actually give a shit what they put out instead of just feeling like they're just cashing it on something. I think it's pretty easy to make shit rhyme. And if you wanted to. Yeah, all the time you make it rhyme. Exactly. In the See. sunshine. <laughs> but then, you know, it just gets weird sometimes, man. To me, <laughs> musicians like the police. Now that shit. All those offbeats. You ever listen to the drummer for them and the and all those guys, the music that they made. Yeah, I don't know if you how much of the police you've ever tried to play, but Stuart Copeland played off on some weird offbeat shit. I could never figure out. But when you listen to it, it doesn't sound that way. It sounds very smooth, and then it goes with the music, and then all of it has good flow. But when you try to play it, you're just like, wait, what? You know? Yeah, he plays a lot of the E's and the U's. Like Message in the Bottle is a great example. A lot of people know that song. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah, listening to it, and it, it flows. It's, it's, it's all good. I mean, you know, but when you, if you're a drummer and you were to try to sit along and play to that, you better have some serious skill. Yeah, you need some chops, man. That song will wear you out. I say you played it then. Yeah, I've, I've, I've tried to play it. It's not on my short list, but it's one of those songs that I've experimented with. It's tough, man. It's, it's it's it was crazy. I I there are very few police songs that I can even play fifty percent of decently, just because he was so. And I don't know if it was left-handed and played a right-handed set or something, but it's just crazy. The, As a left-handed person, I can tell you, he just he yeah he's he favors the left hand a lot. Okay. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's left-handedness, but yeah, the offbeats are usually a good indication. That's right. You're left-handed and you play right-handed set. You mm -hmm. never did put your set the opposite way. I don't like it the opposite way. I learned right-hand lead, but the fact that I have a lot more dexterity with my left hand allows me to do uh, greater runs on with a single-handed air. Uh, and also, the way I like to set my setup, although it's not that way right now because I had to switch it up. But I usually like to have a tom on either side of me so I can do crosses and stuff because it's yeah. just more natural for me. In certain yeah. instances, it's, it's useful for it to be there. Okay. Especially well, if you're you... playing Rush, you know. Yeah. I've gotten back to playing a little bit of Rush again. That's how now I like that drums, Now man. that I've got an electronic set that I actually, you know, catches, you know, all the triggers. Yeah. I, I like your set a lot. I'm probably going to get one of those maybe here in a couple of years. I don't know. It's going to be a while. But 
when I do, when I upgrade, I want to get one of those. Because, yeah, for me, Rush was one of those. I for me, it was something I used to to practice some playing subdivisions, trying to play Tom Sawyer. It was the way I try to build my chops. Just trying to play along with those songs. Yep. I was really glad that you introduced me to that. Well, you owe me. <laughs> for what? <laughs> the tickets uh, to the concert or what? <laughs> you no, you, you just owe me for me introducing you to Rush so that you could become the awesome drummer that you actually are. I'm a good drummer, but I'm not. I'm not a performer. I don't. I don't know. At least not right now. But have you uh, yeah. ever? Have you ever been paid to play? Yes, I actually am. Yeah. Then you are a professional drummer. You I made ten dollars. Unemployed made, at the moment. <laughs> I made ten dollars last. I was paid to play, and that was the last time I I was paid. <laughs> ten dollars? What the hell? It was. I played three songs, and that was it. Still. I made a good friend out of it. I got a lot out of it. Ten dollars yeah. is just gravy. Yeah, that's how I always looked at it too. I think I've been paid. I've been played maybe eight to ten shows that I've actually been paid money. Never, probably over a hundred bucks, and I I never gave a rat's ass that I got paid. Yeah, uh, I I always just. I love playing in front of people. Uh, when 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 the people around me are prepared <laughs> and and know the music. Oh yeah, I mean I got these the same thrill um, teaching kids how to play. I had this kid. I I, I might have talked about this on the show once before, but um, he was wanting to try out for this uh, bigger band in the program that he was in. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to. Like, I feel like that I shouldn't talk about specific people, but this kid, he wanted to try out for a, a certain band in this program that he was going into, and he wanted to do something like Led Zeppelin. He, he said he wanted to do Moby Dick, and I said, because right. <laughs> I'd seen him play. I was just like, look, dude, you're not, you're not going to do Moby Dick, because he had to do know it. So I was like, all right, look, dude, you're not going to do Moby Dick in a week. Yeah. How about we try the Beatles? <laughs> something. <laughs> But he wanted to do Rush. And this this kid, he had good chops. I just didn't think that he was going to be able to do something that required a triple pedal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, so I he said he wanted to do something that was, like, related to Rush. And so I was like, look, I know YYZ pretty, pretty well. I, I did a cover on it. It's on YouTube. I've, I've, I've gotten a lot better, I feel like, since then. I know that song pretty well. And so I, I played it in front of him. And I got that same thrill as as I did on stage, getting to you know teach this kid how to play the song. And it was cool. It was a cool moment because he was like, "Man, that was really cool." Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I made an impact on somebody. I, I got to share my my gift of music. Yeah. And I guess it meant more, even though it was just one person, because it was, you know, uh, someone that could appreciate the skill. Yeah, because he was a musician himself. And so this was something that I was hoping he was going to be able to use uh, from a reference point. Whether he actually played that song for his audition, I, I don't know. Yeah. But maybe he did, and maybe it went well. I don't know. But I, I think he's a good musician. And someday he'll be really good. I would love to, at some point, if I had the time. I feel like I don't have a lot of time these days. One of these days, though, feels like it'd be nice to be able to open up some sort of school or do lessons for kids. 
Yeah. I wouldn't even necessarily need to get paid for it. It'd just be nice to be able to share that gift of music. Because for me, that was definitely one of the things that helped me through high school, being in a marching band, a lot of friends, but I even played at home for a couple hours each day. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you heard. Yep. Before there were electronic drum sets, or at yeah. least ones we could afford. Yeah. Well, I mean, my first set was an electronic drum set. I don't, have we talked about this story? I don't know. I we did. Know. I don't remember. So it's all I'm good. I'm just talking about the, the set, the set, the, the family set, the Ludwig. The Ludwig? Yeah, or Ludwig. The Black Vista Light set? Yes. Oh, man, that was the best set ever. I still have pictures of it. I'll never give up. It's on YouTube for anybody that wants to see. You can look up my name, Christian Caprero. It's it was at its full potential. It was six rack toms, two floor toms, snare, twenty six inch bass, all acrylic, black, seventies vintage. Not all the original lugs. I will admit that I had to replace. No, them. but it had it had all DW nine thousand hardware. And uh, Neil Pert Paragon symbols. Paragon symbols. Oh, by Paste? Was it Paste? No, no, Sabian. No, Sabian. That's it. Sabian. Yep. Neil Pert Paragon Sabian symbols. Man, that set was the shit. That was the coolest set. I'm so glad I have all those recordings of it because it sounded awesome. I loved it. I love playing on it, love recording with it. It was the best set to learn on. Played a lot of Rush with it. Uh, a lot of a lot of good drum covers with that. Yeah. You know, I was I also had a, a smaller set that was just a regular old five piece that I had those rototoms with. Oh yeah. And I mean it was a it was an inexpensive set. but I got some good sound out of it. I liked and it. I always I the rototoms always made for for fun drum solos because you know the they're so tight you got so so much bounce off of it you could just you know just you know but you know what i mean so yeah good rolls it had the the best the best rebound you could do almost any sort of you could do doubles you could do triples really well yeah yeah the sound still carried and so you didn't have to you know weren't wearing yourself out trying to hit it Oh no! It was it was super responsive, and which is weird because it didn't have uh, anybody that knows about drumming rototoms. They don't have a shell necessarily. It's just it's put up on a rig, and you can tighten it. Um, they, yeah, yeah, they sure do. So they made, it was fun to play with that. I played uh, I played on top of a houseboat with that set and did a drum solo for two or three minutes. I think I get uh, the most famous I ever got in Ardmore that night. Well, I think that that's a good place to end tonight because I think we should hear about this story because wasn't that the first time you met your wife? Uh, it wasn't the first time. That's when I sealed the deal with her. Oh, all right. So this is a good, this is a good <laughs> cliffhanger right here. Thank you so much for joining me, Pop. It's been a pleasure. All right. Love you, son. Love you, too. I'll see you next week. Okay. Be good. Okay. You, too. Bye.